0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are not alone. The A Show.
1: Where smart is the new sexy.
0: And now, April Hunter.
2: Welcome, beautiful people. It's nice to see everybody here tonight. We have a very special guest very special guest and Linda Martouche is here with us. She has been here before and Ray, I'm going to hand it over to you.
0: (laughs) You already did the intro.
2: No, no, no. You do it because you've got the Barry White voice. You do it properly. Uh, Fine.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. she's an expert in the extraterrestrial things. Mm -hmm. Fourth dimension. (laughs) I laugh at that. We may get into the fifth dimension. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one. It is the only Linda. I'm not going to try your last name. I'm going to mess it up. I'm gonna, I have so many Italian friends, you know, I'm going to say it the wrong way. <laughs> okay. Linda, thank you so much for hey, joining us here on the A Show. Linda Martouche.
3: Hey, you know what? Call me Linda Nada. Linda, oh, nice. Linda Nada, you I'm Rosanne, Rosanna Diana. Okay, can <laughs> Linda Nada.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you here.
3: Thank it you. is. It Thank is.
2: Like, so be before here. before Ray was our co-host, Linda was on once before, and she was phenomenal. And I'm so that's happy what, to. That's what have What Colin
0: her. told me. Oh, maybe yeah. Co- was Colin on the show? Because
2: I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, she, and she and seems was...
0: not to remember Colin unless she was abducted. And her mind was no. I think
3: he was here. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't remember you, what he
3: looks like, but I you know he's person him. here, but I can't remember <laughs> what he looks like.
0: What what's the what's the redneck comedian that's out there? Which one? The well, very um, famous one.
3: Here's your sign, the um that you guy. Know,
0: uh I was a redneck. Uh what makes you a redneck, that guy. Anyway, that's Colin. <laughs>
3: oh, that's <yeah>. awful. <laughs> <Yeah. Anyway. laughs>
2: but no, but I'm, I'm very pleased to have you with us. Uh Linda, I've 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 heard I've heard for those of you who are not yet familiar, you should be. I've heard Linda speak at least three times. <laughs> Uh, she is fascinating and well-educated, uh, she has studied with Dr. Greer, Mm. um, she has several documentaries that she's part of and on her own, and she is an expert in, in the ET realm, uh, Mm. contact, consciousness, uh, remote viewing, all the things that you guys have been asking for for a while.
0: Remote viewing, are we going to talk about the cylinder (laughs) where you can kind of... Oh my god, I'm so excited. You can ask,
2: you can ask if oh you guys so
0: so 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 thing, yes. yes. have yes. uh, uh, the the Russian
3: thing. The Russian thing is actually like
2: the Custer of Mirrors
3: a scientist with a scientist got all scared uh, and Listen, <laughs> that's that's a uh, that's a whole show in itself, but mm-hmm. we can. All
0: right, we got we got we to 8:30 If we do
3: if we oh, do yep. of ref, we probably won't get to ET so. Right. So
2: so Linda wanted to do a thing where she comes on
3: for a series because there's just
2: so much to talk about. It's hard to cover it in one show. So we were thinking let's just give her the floor. To talk, and when she's ready to come back, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll do part two.
0: So we get we get more than one part.
2: Yeah, Yes.
0: Oh, this is fantastic. Yes.
2: We're her testing ground for when she does her public speaking.
0: This is amazing. I, I, gotta, get, <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta get her uh, hooked up with Billy Ray Valentine.
3: I know. Who is mm. Billy Ray Valentine.
0: Oh, he is. Yeah, we'll, tell, we'll fill you we'll in. We'll tell you off, there. He is <laughs> the There's man.
3: Backstory. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, so, All right. So,
2: Linda, tell, tell people a little bit more about who you are and what you feel. Feel free to start wherever you want to start mm. since okay. we're not smart and you are.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's not true. That is so not true. And actually, that's the reason why I wanted to come on your show because you are smart and you have a smart audience. No, thank so you. So I thought I could talk to these folks, you know, like they're going to get it. Yeah. It's so.
2: that, we do have an exceptionally smart audience, actually. We're very lucky with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I think there's
0: a reason for that. Is that my dinner, bro?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> my clock.
0: Oh, okay. How oh, is Good. it?
3: I love it. You have an old school clock. I love it. Yes, it really did. In fact, that was my grandmother's clock, oh, and nice. it so chimes. Cool. It chimes the hour on an actual bell. Can you, can, cool.
0: can you communicate with the fifth dimension with that clock?
2: Not with the clock. God, damn it! <laughs> oh, but what can you communicate?
3: With? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, okay, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> okay. we want all right, all right, all right. Okay, we don't get started. We're never going to okay. get anywhere. Let's do it. Um, okay, so I, I got into this like many people did. Uh, started having experiences. And uh, when I started having experiences, it just absolutely blew my mind. Just blew my mind. I was just at the end of my rope, actually. Uh, and I wouldn't have believed a lot of what happened, uh, except that many times I would have the dogs with me and they would react. So um, I figured I needed to get to the bottom of it. And little by little by little, I was you know, kind of chipping away at, at things. And one night I was on uh, the internet, Uh, Googling just stuff and uh, Dr. Greer's um, disclosure witness testimony stuff came up on uh, and it kept coming up. And um, I thought, well, darn it. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to look at this because no matter what I was searching, those videos kept coming up. All right. So in in hindsight and retrospect, because I wasn't Googling UFOs and I wasn't Googling saucers or any of that, in retrospect, there was probably a reason for it. So I um, just kind of dove in headfirst and uh, set out to kind of solve my my dilemma and went and kept going. And what I discovered was what I what I did was I I, I pretty rapidly went through a progression, and it was a progression of uh, first you know what are these things? What am I seeing? What's happening to me? What's going on? And then when I got as much of a grip as you can, then I started asking the next questions. And like Dr. Greer says, um, focusing on the lights in the sky is like going to the Academy Awards and just looking at the limos. Mm -hmm. The point is not the craft. The point is what's inside the craft. And then the point is consciousness. And that's a really, really, really big subject. But I thought we might start, depending on what the audience wants, and please ask questions. Um, I thought we might start with who and what is extraterrestrials, nice. and what yeah. and, and what do they want? All right. So they everybody's got their shtick, right? Everybody's got their thing. Oh, it's it's Palladians, it's uh, Arcturans, it's uh, interdimensional. Like tall greys.
0: Tall greys are awesome.
3: Tall greys. Okay. Tall greys. Medium greys. Short greys. Tall whites. Right? Nordics, right? So who's right? Well, they're probably all right. And um, probably we don't know for sure. So I think what's going on is we're actually being... Oh, hush. Now my little puppy's whining at me. That's Um, I think... Yeah, that is good. Um, I think we're being visited probably by a lot of different types of beings. So there is the...
2: Okay. We're going to... what? I was going to say, you don't think that aliens fly by and roll up their windows and lock the doors and duck yeah, down? I'm, I'm sure they do. Okay. I I'm just sure, got the impression the way Earth was that maybe they did that.
3: <laughs> I'm sure they do. Okay. So we're going to go there. That's at, the, that's at the end of the lecture, but we're going to go there. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen a map of the universe and where Earth is in this map of the universe? No. No. Okay, oh there's, a, there's a video out there, it's called Laniakea, L-A-N-I-K-E-A, Laniakea, and it's a video, and it's a video of the shape of our entire universe, our entire known universe, what the shape is, and where all the things in it are traveling, and what I want you to know is we're in a backwater. We are. We are in a backwater, and I think we're in a backwater for a good reason. Okay, so we're like
2: the rednecks of the solar
3: system. I think it's worse than that.
2: <laughs> I think it's. I think it's
3: worse than that, April.
2: Oh, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. I mean, look, if we're the the smartest, I don't think that they gets. I, we see, you know people driving around with masks in their car by themselves. There's no. <laughs> hope. There's
3: I don't no think hope. they want us. Uh, I don't think they want us mixing with the nice folks. You I, know what okay. I mean? Okay. With the, no serious, get I'm to serious. the back of the bus. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, are there aliens in Area Fifty-One? I really don't know, but I kind of suspect not.
0: Because not anymore, whatever, probably.
3: whatever you see in the news, you can be pretty certain that's not the case. Now, oh. right right Pat would be a good guess. Right, Patterson. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that would be a good guess. But anyway, so we're in a backwater, and I think we're in a backwater for a really good reason. Uh, okay, humans. Humans are recent or a kind of a recent arrival on the scene. Let's say in the galaxy there are the, or the universe, which has been around, I don't think we even know, but probably trillions of years. So if we've been around for a couple million years, then we're the new kids on the block. Let's just assume for a moment that we were actually genetically engineered and seated on this planet. And I think there's good evidence to that effect.
0: And we're talking about the Anunnaki
3: yeah. Good. Well. Yep. That's one. That's one. That's one version. Okay. So let's assume. Let's go with Anunnaki for now. They're waiting so, for
0: me back there, by the way. So
3: are let's they? See. Okay. Okay. So you guys are up to speed. So. If we are, in fact, uh, one of the newest uh, iterations, one of the newest versions of uh, life in the universe, that means we are life, you know, 99.99 or whatever. We have all the gadgets. We have all the bells and whistles. We are the latest upgraded newest model in the galaxy, the universe. (laughs) So that's what I, I you know, if, and if not the latest, pretty darn close to it. So what does that mean? That means humans are pretty special. And the problem is that humans are really powerful. And it's either a good thing or a bad thing that most people don't know how powerful they are. It's a, it's a bad thing if you're a good person. It's a good thing if you're a bad person.
1: Mm.
3: All right? Because you don't want a bad person knowing exactly how powerful they are. Okay. So, but the good news is um, it's really the good people who are catching on quick and we're more powerful in groups.
2: Okay. So this is is one of the uh, prevailing themes that we have each week without people understanding that we're tying it into consciousness.
1: Mm -hmm. Ah. We do
2: push constantly that we need to unite. We need to stick together, that there are dark forces, light forces, and we need to, you know, so we do talk about this every week. So it's nice that you are reiterating this. And April, well,
0: if, if I may, I'm sorry, if I may jump in really quickly. Uh, I, we had discussed off air that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. And also in theology, it's it, it, they really emphasize on coming together in agreement, working together. To and, and when a group of people are in one place, then special things happen. So it seems like we're all kind of, it's all synergetic, if that makes any sense. We are exceptionally so
3: and if you want to if you want to go dark for just a minute have you heard of heart math yes
0: yes okay
3: so you know that the electrical signals from the heart can be perceived six feet that was the magical number that is the, the magic distance, of the distance with COVID. yep you remember that <laughs>
2: yes i do
3: yeah that was quite the accident wasn't it quite oh, the wow. yeah um, quite sure. the accident there especially yeah. when they admitted that there was absolutely no scientific
2: theory to back that up
3: yeah and remember they were burning churches they're burning churches in the south at the same time you remember yeah, that so unfortunately. the people couldn't get together there's tremendous power in human beings coming together with a single purpose and a single energy Hmm, the were formed. <laughs> and and that's and that's how people have been so successful at making contact with extraterrestrials. Okay, because we get together, we meditate, we uh, come into basically a trance state together, which is you know an altered state of consciousness, and then we can project our thoughts and intentions out into the universe, and you know people pick it up and come by to say hi, and hopefully they unlock the doors and get out to say hi okay (laughs) yeah but we're uh no we're the bad kids on the block we are some very bad actors yeah well i think
2: most of us know that
3: (laughs) okay so so we we got to stop you know we got to stop the fighting we got to stop the war we got it because they're not going to let us out and they're not going to let the rest of the world in until we get our act together for right now we're we're quarantined i have
0: a i have a question for you yeah um so you are saying we're, the, we're, you know, we're, we're in the backwoods. You know, yep. we're rubbing, rubbing sticks together, you know, to make yes. fires <laughs> and, and stuff. Yes. And why would uh, intelligent, a uh, sophisticated, maybe dangerous, maybe maybe good, um, good, you know, good beings in the universe co- even stopping here? Oh,
3: oh my God, Ray! The amount of love. In the universe is absolutely overwhelming mm. and if you want to hear some stories about that um, there's a podcast called shaman oaks s-h-a-m-a-n oaks o-a-k-s and he interviews people who've had near-death experiences <laughs> so you want you go there and listen to them tell the story but when you connect in consciousness the amount of love is absolutely overwhelming and i had that kind of experience on my first expedition with Dr. Greer out in Arizona. And I was, uh, we would meditate like three times a day. You get up in the morning and you meditate and then you have breakfast and then you have lecture and then you meditate and then you go have dinner and then you go out and do field work and you meditate again. So I'm in my afternoon meditation. I'm out in Arizona and sitting in the heat and it's hot. I mean, it's only like April or something, but Oh man, it's hot. And, um, I went into what I understand now is a deep trance state at the time I didn't really understand, but I've since studied hypnotism and, um, some other studies. And I now understand that I, I changed, um, you know, into a different, do me call it, um, not state of mind, but anyway. Um, and what happened was I asked to have a connection with those guys you know, out there, and I wanted to connect with the universe, and I wanted to, to feel what the universe was feeling, and what happened was I connected with a, uh, a sense of loss, and what I experienced was their feelings of love for us, and their bereavement at us being separated, hmm. and it was gut-wrenching. Heartbreaking, right? Oh, my God. I sobbed. I just I sat there and sobbed. I couldn't stop crying. I sobbed for hours, and then they, you know, what they do there is everybody gets together and explains and talks and about their experiences. And I just sobbed through the whole thing. the The amount of love. Okay, let me go here. I think that love, and we're just gonna skip right to the end, and I can explain all the details later. But I think that love is the language, and the fabric. Of the universe. And I think that the species that don't discover love and don't move into it and don't move into spirituality eventually extinguish. They either blow themselves up or they run out of gas Mm -hmm. because it takes so much energy to get out into the universe. Right. But we're wasting it all fighting each other and blowing each other up and destroying people and destroying resources and destroying, you know, whatever the war is about this time. Whatever it is that we consider valuable is what the other side's trying to destroy. So then we got to start all over again, which in the short term has its benefits for some people. Some people take money to the bank and a whole bunch of other people are dead. Okay, so that's that's kind of thing. But you can't continue to waste and have strife like that indefinitely and take a species. Uh, Into the into the universe, into the cosmos, into the galaxy. You just you you don't have enough gas, and if you did, they wouldn't let you anyway. There's we are cancer to the locker room. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's no pro wrestling terminology. Yeah,
3: exactly. That's exactly. (laughs) We are
2: are the cancer in the
3: locker room. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you this. There's a rumor. I don't know if you've heard this. I mean, I've heard a lot of rumors. I'm telling you right now. This is a rumor. This is just you know wild speculation. There there was actually a nuke on Apollo thirteen. Oh, yeah. You heard that. I heard something like that. Yep. Yeah. They didn't have an accident. They were warned. They were told not to take the nukes and they took them. And um, yeah, they they were lucky to get home. Mm -hmm. And they say it was because they wanted to put a nuke. The the backstory is supposed to be they wanted to put a nuke on the moon to uh, impress the Russians. I'm not so sure. I think they were taking the nuke to the moon to nuke some people.
0: Well, I was going to, I got to jump in real quick because the moon is so fascinating to me Yeah. because um, number one, uh, I'm not going to get deep into this. Do I believe in the moon landing? No, Um, I don't honestly think that that what America saw was what happened. We may have (laughs) gotten there. I think we may have already been there. Well, before that was publicized, it's just my opinion. But with that being said, the things that they saw there. Yeah. Maybe scared the living hell out of us here in the United States. What do you yeah. think there, Linda? Uh,
3: I think we did go to the moon. I think uh, the potential exists that we were on the moon before uh, the Apollo mm-hmm. shots. I don't know for sure. I think that they had the, um, the whole Stanley Kubrick thing is uh, really fascinating. Oh, isn't that fun? Re- oh, my gosh. And then the shining and all of the uh, allegories and hints and little Easter eggs and things. Oh, yeah. Totally, but I think that they did that as a backup. I think the potential exists. Mm-hmm. Those guys really did go to the moon, um, and what I've always wondered about is, you know, they set them up for that photo op, you know, at the end of the when they came back, and the looks on their faces was just—I oh. mean, those guys looked like somebody ran over their puppy. Yeah. Uh, and what in the world caused that reaction for them to look that way? I mean, they were—they were heroes, right? That's the thing that still. Just, you know, did they see aliens and were told not to say anything? I don't think that would cause that look. I think, I think the, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I can't, I can't come to, uh, I can't get settled with those looks on their faces. And I don't know what that is, but they, yeah.
0: You know what we're talking about, right, April? Because these guys.
2: I do. I never thought the moon landing was faked. It just seems like an incredible amount of effort to fool
0: well, the people
1: l- l-
2: i, <laughs> I you- realized we were in a cold war and we put in god we trust on the money and that takes a lot of money and effort too but this seems like a lot of effort to well let me ask you a question april
0: let me ask you a question april if you knew for a fact that there was something on that moon mm-hmm. that would literally panic the entire world mm-hmm. would you think maybe perhaps you might get a little movie together and <laughs> kind of tone things down a bit because like i said i think that we were there well before that that little movie was played for the people on tv that's
2: entirely possible but i think that we've explored it and i think the earth is round
0: <laughs> oh no that i believe i believe <laughs>
1: yeah
3: yeah
0: <laughs> we're not, i mean i think they're crazy they, <laughs>
3: I, I think they might have seen evidence that the humans were there that we were there already because they certainly already had antigrav. I mean, antigrav was uh, developed and uh, not perfected, but certainly the problem was solved in uh, like the 50s, Hmm. the 40s or the 50s. And so they've had a lot of time to work on it. And they've had a lot of recovered craft as well. Uh, In Dr. Greer's last uh, thing from uh, Washington, D.C. at the Press Club, uh, he claims that the military and or other factions are in possession of uh, at least 120 recovered extraterrestrial craft. Mm -hmm. 120. 120. That's what he said.
2: And from what I understand from hearing you
3: speak earlier, uh,
2: they're using privatized companies to reverse... um, Engineer, engineer, there's like Boeing and different, different companies.
3: Yeah. Well, here's, you can understand how that would have happened. Now for anybody who wants to know more about that, I would recommend a book uh, the day after Roswell with, uh, it was written by uh, Philip Corso, Colonel, Colonel Philip Corso. So Roswell. Can you get my dog chewing on that bone? Oh yeah. Can you? Yeah. Oh jeez! Oh no no away?
0: no! Hold on, we're used to it. April has, has like 20 dogs, and oh, they're always okay. chewing and barking, and, and occasionally passing gas. It's amazing. So. <laughs> Fine. I have my okay. wife, she yells at me, hey, right? Yeah. I'm podcasting Jen. Yeah. yeah, we're a very
3: casual podcast. Yeah, it's, not, cool. it's not it's not very fun. Okay, okay, <laughs> cool. I'm I'm glad. Yeah, you know, she's a little puppy.
0: So AB anyway t- by the way, AB Twitch has jumped in with a quick question here.
3: How could it be faked?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, head.
3: well then you gotta look at Stanley Kubrick. And if you really want to know, um let me see. There's a podcast, Jay Widener, and he used to be at Gaia, and he actually produced um uh, who is the great Corey Good and Wilcox, David Wilcox? Uh, but he's not there anymore, and neither are they. And um, but he is a bit of an expert on Stanley Kubrick and the reverse projection screens that they used at the time, which was high technology at the time to make it look like they were landing on the moon. But the technology has progressed so far in the film industry that you can look at it now and see uh i see exactly how they do it and he points it out and it's very very compelling so what they did was they i'm guessing i'm guessing this is my conjecture they sent the guys up but they had all this stuff as background uh to splice in right in case the signal dropped or those guys got in trouble or you know godzilla comes over the hill to eat them right then they (laughs) then they got you know
0: that's what i think happened. they got
3: b-roll they got Uh, b-roll is what they got
0: Bigwig28 jumps in and says, read an article on the moon landing. uh, Gave two answers. It says, to fake it would require thousands of people to keep quiet. Mm -hmm. If they really did, why didn't anyone get cancer? Did they pass through the Van 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 Allen Belt? Easy for me to say.
3: Well, the Van Allen Belt is very interesting. Now, I'll admit I have not looked into that. But what a little bit I know is it's a function of time. It's almost so, impossible to
0: get through. Just so you know that. Excuse me. Uh, from what I understand, the Van Allen—why can't I say the name? Van Allen Belt is literally or almost impossible for a human to get through.
3: Well, I don't know. I mean, we're assuming it exists. I mean, I've never been there. Ah. I don't know. For, I don't know for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't looked at it, so I'm I'm not qualified uh, to even take a guess at that.
0: Fair enough. Oh, maybe we had assistance. Hmm.
3: Well, we're under quarantine. You know, we're really not. We're really not allowed off. And there's, you know, we're not allowed off until we get our act cleaned up. Got it. So, well, that'll
2: be uh sometime soon.
3: Well, good luck, April.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: hold your breath. So, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. So, I had a question for you that I asked you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I don't know how many other people have had this, but my question for you is uh, through a, f- a friend who had a dream when he was a child out in uh-huh. LA
1: Yeah,
2: that he saw there was a, there was a big earthquake. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really, it seemed like a big earthquake. Yeah. And then he went to bed that night and he had a dream that was so real. Yeah. He thought there were, was like alien people, aliens in his room. Yeah, and they kept trying to take him. Okay, and I explained this to you, and the look on your face at the time was very interesting. Okay, Um, Mm. because you just were not shocked that I told you the story. Yeah, and this person is now in their (laughs) forties, and he said he thinks about it all the time because he's he's very he's very sure that was real, and it's it messes with him. Probably was. Can I ask something
0: on, on top of that question? Uh, is it possible that not only was it real, and, and there are certain people that believe that right now we're sitting in this dimension, but there are multiple dimensions around us where certain beings can pass through? Am I going too deep here?
3: Two, two different, two different questions. So let's yeah. we'll take April's okay. thing through In the first place, yeah, there was. There's been. Uh, now, if you want more information on this, if you want to cruise the web and look for interviews, look for an interview with uh, Preston Dennett. B-R-E-S-T-O-N-Dennett mm-hmm. D-E-N-N-E-T-T, I think it is. And Dolly Saffron. D-O-L-L-Y Saffron. S-A-F-R-A-N. Um, absolutely. He's, he's a writer and she Ooh. is a f- <laughs> yes, Missy. Uh, she, now she's talking to me. Dolly Saffron is a, a fully conscious abductee, and she has spent most of her life on and off uh ships. Her stories are absolutely fascinating, absolutely amazing. And you know I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty critical of stuff. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff, but I can't there's nothing she's ever said that has made me doubt the reality and the truth of the stories that she's telling. So if you want to more know more about that, and Destin, Destin, uh Preston has written a book uh, 300 True UFO abduction cases um, of medical healing. I'm, I'm sorry' I'm, I'm destroying that's, his that's book. Me. No, that's what
2: you said at the yeah,
3: time. Yeah, you said that they often
2: come, and yeah, and take he, children and heal them.
3: Yes, and and adults as well. And they're checking us and checking up on us. And um, yeah, it's like it's it's really amazing. And it took me a long time to come to the place where I could fully accept that, but I do think it's true. And yeah,
2: and I asked. I said, "Why would they come and heal us?
3: Yeah, why, why would they do that? Well, well could be
0: their children, no."
3: Yeah, yeah, but it, it's sort of like uh, it's well, Dolores Cannon wrote a book and uh, titled the book Keepers of the Garden. Now, Dolores Cannon is a really famous um, regression hypnotist, she invented it, she started it, QHHT, and, right? QHHT, and um, so she did a lot of regressions, and her books are basically um transcripts of regressions she actually lets the uh clients tell the story as they're you know relating it and um yeah it looks like okay so so how does life get anywhere in the universe so i and i kind of wonder like about this like how how does life get started and it's like take a hawaiian island okay so the hawaiian island is a volcano and it comes up to the water and now you got dirt all right well how do you get palm trees how do you get palm trees and birds on a pile of dirt in the middle of the pacific ocean it's a long way well the coconut floats the birds maybe get flown by a hurricane or something like that but generally the stuff that's there was brought in by boats that's brought in by ships okay hmm. so the life comes somebody somebody brings it right so how did life get here uh, there's I, I understand it's a bit of a conundrum in terms of the time scales in terms of how life evolved here and um I think that the time scales don't add up correctly now. I didn't bone up on that and I'm not qualified to speak about it, but in my mind, yeah, Anunnaki or not, don't know, can't can't hang my hat on that, but I'm pretty darn certain that what happens is they do genetic stuff and they do it all over the universe and a lot of people that are abducted, agreed to it before they incarnated into these bodies. And part of the reason is for the genetic material so that they can take it to other, uh, you know, seed other planets and begin other life in, in other places. Life isn't that easy to come by. And, um, yeah, I say that, but there's probably at least like 200 billion planets in our galaxy alone that can support life. Hmm. So, but still, there's a lot of empty space. You say that and it's like, oh, my God, it's chuck full it's hard to get a relationship for how, how much empty space is out there, but they, that's what they do. Uh, Some of them, they just go around and they, you know, degenic and tinker a little bit and do this and combine that and then take it someplace else and start some more. And um, I think it's a survival uh, mechanism. It's a survival tactic for the universe itself. Life has to be created. And how are you going to do that? and it has to be spread and it's a big cataclysmic space. How's it gonna get done? So
2: that might explain how scientists have allegedly recently discovered some alien DNA in humans. Mm. <laughs> Sorry,
3: <laughs> have they really? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Shocker! There, um, I had not. I had not realized. I think there's probably a bunch of people wandering around this planet that have alien DNA. That's that's my guess.
0: Yeah, it? Superman, duh.
2: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> that, that explains why I've never fit in. Ugh, I get, it now.
3: I <laughs> well, get it now. No, no, that's common. It's <laughs> common. Yeah. Well, that, and that could be souls that incarnated from a different uh, type of life. Okay. So how do you, how do you get into the meat suit? Right. So let's just assume for a, a second that incarnation is real and that there's an essence inside of you, mm-hmm. which, which I have a, 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 what's the word? A theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is okay, way out beyond the end of the twig. Okay, I believe that our souls are actually plasma. That our entity, our being, is actually plasma, okay. because that we uh, right here, physical, hard, you know, three D. We're atomic matter. We got a nucleus and some electrons and protons spinning around, and that's atomic matter. That's what we see and we think is hard physical matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That's less than one-tenth of 1% of everything that makes up the universe. Well, wait a minute. Back up. One-tenth of 1% of everything that makes up the universe. Okay. So what is the other 99.99% of stuff? What is it? It's plasma. Hmm. All right. Now I'm going to blow your mind. Between, Between the Earth and the moon, there are two plasma clouds. Now, plasma is electrons and protons, but no nucleus, no atom, all right? So it's very, very diffuse and very, very hard to see. There are two clouds, I think they're at the L4 and L5. Basically, they're gravitational balance points between the Earth and the Moon, so they don't get pulled by the Moon, they don't get pulled by the Earth, and they're, uh, one's a little to the right and one's a little to the left. Okay, so these things are uh, each nine times the size of the Earth. And they were seen once by this guy a long time ago, and then it took them like 30 years before anybody could ever see him again. That's how diffuse they are, all right? That's plasma, all right? Plasma comes in a lot of forms, hot plasma and cold plasma. Hot plasma is like lightning, that kind of stuff. Um, And uh, ball lightning, ooh, ball lightning, really interesting. So anyway, uh, yeah, the plasma out in space, probably cold plasma. It may actually have structures within it that, um, what are you doing? Shush. Um, That are uh, like cells and membranes and perhaps even DNA. But we can't see it because it's so diffuse, or we can't see it because we're so tiny. So let's just imagine now that we are the size of the universe. If we're the size of the universe and we're looking way down at this little thing, then we might be able to see it and perceive it in terms of its size and density. But we're really small. We're tiny, right. tiny, tiny. So when we look at this big, diffuse thing, it's very, very hard for us to see.
0: We have a question. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind me jumping in really quickly.
3: Sure. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Um, from Winona, 814. That's just our friend, Winona. She's awesome. Uh, okay. So do you believe... That's where the feeling of always being an outcast and not fitting in comes in from residual... From Is it from residual alien, alien DNA? DNA?
3: Or it could be. Okay. All right. There's, no, there's never an easy answer for any of this stuff. <laughs> All right. So we could be incarnated souls from different... Like, I could have been a light being. I could have come directly from source. I could have been a Palladian. I could have been a human last time. Let's go around. Who knows, right? So there's a lot of different... According to Dolores Cannon, humans, the planet Earth has gotten mired in karma, meaning that we're kind of stuck in the doldrums. We can't get our spiritual level up enough to the point. There's a reason for that.
2: Sorry, that just came out.
3: Okay, (laughs) all right. So, so anyway, yeah, so we could, it's possible, right? So um, if we came directly from source, maybe our little, little plasma, you know, bit that is us, the, the truly us, us that goes back. When we're done. But yeah, it would be hard to adapt. If you were a human and you'd been here time and time and time and time and time and time again, you'd probably be, you know, pretty, pretty darn pretty solid, like, oh, got this nailed, right? But if you came from another existence and you dropped into your human life, you might have some resistance to the whole program because it's it's a tough go. All right. So yeah, if you've hmm. never really understood it, if you've never really <laughs> I'm laughing because that dog is chewing that bone. And I was like, oh, my God, she picks now. <laughs> so, uh,
0: you know, what makes me laugh? Like, if you look what? at every Hollywood film that yeah. has an alien living mm. on Earth, that they, they have a human form. You you ever notice that they're the ones that always have wear the black makeup and, and the crazy hair and they're always the outcast. OK, Hollywood for me is always. And I know this is a whole different thing, but Hollywood kind of is like a the TV to the world. It's kind of telling us what's really happening.
3: Sometimes yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah like the like predictive, predictive programming, programming. Yep. yep yep yep
0: that type of thing and yeah um, eva
3: same resident alien
0: exactly okay so, I, I got a question i
3: got a question yeah. for you oh you have
0: a question I'll... i got a question for you for me
3: what was the first Alien type movie. I got a question for everybody, and then I'm going to tell you why I asked. Mm-hmm. What was the first alien type movie that you remember seeing? What was your first experience with watching alien stories play out on the big screen? What was that movie? Star uh, Wars.
0: For you it was Star Wars. For me, it was it's it's between ET and uh, first. Uh, What's the movie of the third kind or fourth? Kind? Uh, close
3: close Encounter. Close
0: Encounter. I think Close Encounters I saw before ET. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. So now the audience has their time to to recall. So whether you, there's a lot of factions, resident alien. Okay. Uh, There's a lot of factions that say there are no bad ETs and then there's factions that say, yeah, they're pretty much here to eat our lunch. Right? Right. That almost breaks straight down the line of what was your first alien movie? If you saw Star Wars, E.T., Close Encounters or My Favorite Martian.
0: That was oh, a TV show. I it's love that way show. Way
3: before <laughs> you. You've seen that?
0: Of course. I'm an oh, old God, soul. TV you have TV no TV? idea. Yeah. Yeah, the little um, gimmicks used to come out from his top of his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. that.
3: Yeah. So you're into it. If that's if that was your first experience you're into it. If your f- first experience was like Independence Day or Alien, that's it. Mm. You're scared you're scared to death. The, you know, what is it you call it? The print came down. The imprint came mm. down, and there, well, there you are. Independence
0: Day. <laughs>
3: that Just my district friends, nine. <laughs> that my friends is subliminal, hmm. and so much of what we do and think and this life is subliminal. It's really subliminal uh, thought and action is a very, very interesting subject.
0: Very interesting. <laughs> interesting. Very. Yeah, so
3: very
2: people, interesting. people are. Uh, Typing in lost, you, yeah, lost, yeah, in space, Close Encounter, Star, Star Wars, Wars Lost, in space,
3: Danger, Danger Will Robinson, yeah, Aliens, uh, the Blob. I Star- saw, I saw the, I saw the Blob. Trek. I saw the Blob. Oh my God, that did scare me. I'm I was wrong. The day the Earth stood still.
2: Man, Alien. The watching mm-hmm. Alien. Oh my God. Check that's this out. Me, out so I'm, bad. I'm yeah, me too.
0: My first love for this type of uh, aliens and space and everything yeah. was a TV show called Buck Rogers.
3: Oh Ooh. my God! Yeah. You saw I, Buck Rogers. You're not old enough to know Buck Rogers. You I must have seen it on am, like Nick at I am, Night or something. I am
0: almost fifty.
3: <laughs> that's not old enough for Buck Rogers.
0: <laughs> I am old enough for Buck. They had a great they show. They replayed 20. it though on something. Replays. Yeah. Oh okay. no, Buck. Twilight
3: Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Twilight Zone. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, so that'll give you some ideas. So if there's anybody out there whose very first movie was like scary. But you still think aliens are cool and good? Way in.
0: Oh yeah, I I think aliens. I want to awesome. hear
3: from somebody who who had a first experience of was crazy crazy scary movie, but still thinks aliens are cool. So Buster Crabs are good. Buster Crabs good. That's really old.
0: Yeah, we got we Sorry. got some people that have their old souls. They're not necessarily old, like yeah,
3: it's well, an. Old TV shows. Yeah, actually, I think Mister Crab was movies. I don't think Mister Crab was even TV. I think
0: that was even before there was TV. N- Nick at Night saved my life as a kid. I love it.
3: Mighty Morphin <laughs> Power Rangers. Hey, that counts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. a good one. Mighty Morphin yeah. Power Rangers. Like
0: Absolutely. it. And don't forget yeah. He Man. He Man was an alien. Yeah. He Man was an alien.
3: Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah this is um, and Skeletor.
0: He Man. They were they were on yeah. an alien planet, and the mother actually wow. uh, crashed on Eternia from Earth
2: superman was an alien technically so he was actually
0: part oh, human. yeah oh wait he Man was half human half half uh eternian right interesting yeah, hmm.
3: yeah superman's a good one superman's a good yeah, one. superman's an alien that never occurred to me now there's this big thing out there like ets need to come save us okay so any ets need to come down here and save us from <laughs> the mess we've made and maybe that's maybe that comes from superman I always um, wondered where that theme came from and why people are so heavily invested in that theme and maybe it was uh maybe it was <laughs> Superman.
2: <laughs> Somebody's wow. asking does teletubbies count? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> They're aliens <laughs> to me, I'll tell you that.
3: <laughs> Good question though.
2: Good so, question. Yeah. So one of the things that you, you had said um when when I saw you talk speak last. Yeah. As you stood up and you said, "You're noticing a lot of stuff happening right now with aliens with uh, with it yep in the news, yeah. um, government stuff, all of this right now, yeah, and you spoke about a polar shift, yeah, and you t- you talked about that and then you're, you you would kind of tie it in all together like what's happening current events, what's actually happening, why are we seeing it now? Mm-hmm. yeah, so
0: okay what? you want to explain they, any they've that? been buttering our toast for the last what 50 60 60 yeah. years yeah is it time are we ready
3: <laughs> well they're ready mm. they wouldn't be saying a word if they weren't ready explain right and they never do anything without a reason right so that's okay so let's we'll like hear that we'll start with that um okay so <sighs> this is This is a deep subject, and I, I don't want to freak anybody out. And the first thing I want to say is that um, we can avoid all this, and we can avoid it by by being aware, keeping our heads screwed on tight, and looking at what's really happening. Okay? So the E.T.s have been coming to the planet forever. Did they put us here? Yeah, probably or at the very least tinkered with the genetics. And um, they've been coming down, visiting, you know, abducting people. A lot of that is uh, for people's own benefit. Um, And they agreed to it before they dropped into these lives. They're really not. The ones that are coming here, I don't think they're bad guys. There may be some bad guys out there, but I don't think they are. So they've been coming here for a long time. Um, And... Why has the government not disclosed this to us? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons. So back to where we started with uh, Colonel Corso and the day after Roswell, the, the saucers started crashing right after the nuclear explosions, uh, detonations, uh, experimental detonations started out in New Mexico. And that's where the saucers started crashing so um it you know it looks like there's some kind of causal link there, so then the military comes in, scarfs this stuff up, and what are they going to do with it? They are not scientists they're not you know metallurgists they don't if they if they have something that needs done doing scientifically like that they they outsource it. they get you know Boeing or Lockheed Martin or um you know those big aerospace guys. So that's what they did. They took it out to those big aerospace guys and says, here, what do you make out of this? Blah, blah, blah. So those guys do the best they can, and they give some of the technology back to the government or the military or whoever brought it into them. But understand now that they're in possession of that technology. They understand how it works because they Back engineered it as far as they could. Now I don't think they've managed to get everything figured out, but they got a lot figured out. And frankly, the uh, the Germans—I'll avoid the N word. The Germans uh, solved gravitics uh, before, right before the end of the war. Mm-hmm. And the De Glock, the bell—that's that's you know that's real. That's that's a real thing. And it might not just have been in gravity it might have been a time machine as well. Okay, so there's a big rabbit hole. Having said all that. So now this stuff exists, and saucers keep crashing, and they keep uh, reverse engineering uh, technology. And it goes so far as my understanding is that we are actually trading with extraterrestrial civilizations. And um, so they give us technology. We, we fool with it. We, and they're not so good with creativity. So we will actually adapt it and trade it back for something else again. Uh their same stuff trading it back. So is that,
2: is that why our technology has like in the last twenty five
3: yeah, years taken just, off like exponentially gone like whoop. you ain't seen nothing yet,
0: honey. Well, I, I also You ain't
3: seen nothing yet.
0: Well, just I, I, wait. I, I, the government is probably about 40 years ahead of what we already have. 40, probably hands. 70. I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. At I'm, least, I'm, yeah. at least.
3: So okay. So here's the deal. Um Oh God, this is so complicated. The the world is is run. People always talk about they, like they're running the world, they're doing this, they're doing that, right? Well, the world is run by separate but grouped cabals of multinational, mm-hmm. multi-generational people who, you know, push the big, you know, the big chess pieces around. So there's military, there's governmental, there's uh, medical, pharmaceutical, there's media, there's, um, what else I forget? Anyway the military industrial complex has outsourced all this technology to these aerospace companies, but the aerospace companies still kept the technology. So what do you think they're going to do? They're just going to sit on it and do nothing. No, they're going to experiment with it, but now it doesn't belong to the government anymore because the government didn't pay them to do the rest of the experiments. They did it on their own dime. So now it belongs to them and they can do whatever they want to with it. That's a crap load of power and it's worth a lot of money. So somebody with a crap load of money could be... Possibly using this for ulterior purposes, and the skeleton is, and you know, Dr. Greer comes right out and says this, and he was talking about it at the last thing in uh, DC. Is that there is a faction operating illegally within the U- U.S. that may involve some pieces of the military, some pieces of the you know uh, aerospace community, probably some you know big money guys. I mean, who knows who's all wrapped up in this in this mix? But they have this technology, and they've been using it for very, very, very bad purposes. Very mm-hmm. bad. They run drugs. They uh, run weapons. And they do human trafficking with these saucers. And I had heard a story many, many, many years ago that there was a person who lived uh, in the, you know, the greater out west, like Wyoming or someplace like that, that was a, um, a sheep farmer but they sh- this person lived near where they would those craft would come and go and she would see the craft coming and going all the time sure, and she's sure. she's she's never come out and and so i you know I, I don't want i mean not like like i'm gonna blow it but um it so it's been going on for a very long time and these factions are, are not good people and they're not under um they're not under control Okay. So that's one faction. Okay. Got that Uh, faction, big money, big technology. Now we go to next faction, government, government and financial. They got a problem. They got a really, really big problem because there's too many people and not enough money because they've been taking all the money all this time and doing other things with it. There is $21 trillion missing out of the federal government. Yeah. And I think the study was done, what, five, six, seven years ago. If you want to know about that, look up Catherine Austin Fitz.
0: Are you talking about the physical gold?
3: No, I'm talking about money missing from the budget. Just $21 okay. trillion dollars just evaporated out well, of our federal. Great. Isn't that the federal government, just government just doesn't even
2: care but they hired a
3: bajillion IRS yeah. agents Welcome to, to, New to York. bother you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to yes. All the time. yes, it's gone. And what, this was discovered by Michigan State University. There was, uh, you know, Catherine was, didn't have the resources to do this. Some accounting uh, uh, professor at Michigan State University said, this is interesting. Took his grad students, put the students on it. I think it took him years, literally, to comb through all of the budgets for all of the governmental agencies. And there was $21 trillion completely unaccounted for. Well,
0: you know, maybe they, maybe they lost it.
3: You, you know, you can buy a lot of hot dogs for $21 trillion. Just saying.
0: Maybe they right? left it in the other wallet.
3: You can buy so, a lot of bookers
2: for that amount of money.
3: So, so you know, sure, they built the domes, the deep underground military bases. We know that because, uh, because of the, uh, the stock in the um, elevator companies and the mining companies, the drilling companies went up so high and I think it was the seventies. So that's when they started billing, billing, building the dumps. So yeah, some of it went underground, but not all of it. And there's, there's a dividend. There's, there's a bunch of money missing, but that that's a little, that's a little aside. Okay. So our, our government is broke. Our government isn't just broke. It's completely insolvent. It's completely upside down. There's no way to save it. They have taken and all of the money that we give them I think that more than half of everything, every dime we pay into the federal government now goes just to pay the interest on the debt, just the interest, just the interest on the debt. And they have to borrow more and more and more and more and more and more every year. Okay. So they're out of money and way out of money. They're coming to the end of the line and we're getting older. And what are they going to do? Because now they owe us the money back that we've been giving them in all this time, social security and all that. You think that's there? Ha! That's been gone like Oh, forever, and if you want to know the story about that, you can read a book called "The Creature from Jekyll Island," mm-hmm. um, and it's all about the Federal Reserve and all about the banking system. I'll, it's like five, six hundred pages. And okay, so if you want to know about the that part, go read "The Creature from Jekyll Island." Okay. So anyway, so now you've got a, a, a problem where the government—we are now a problem to our government. <laughs> We're a serious problem to our government because they honestly don't have the money and they're losing the ability to borrow money. And the Chinese are, you know, kind of like, mm, you know, not so much anymore. And um, the dollars left is losing. You're pretty much lost. It's uh, reserve status. There is no more petrodollar. So those guys are seriously up a creek seriously. So what are they going to do when they cannot produce any money, and there's all these people in America going like, hey, it's time for us all to retire. The boomers are, you know, are so what are you going to do? Well, OK, so that's that's another support. All right. Now there's another place we're going to go. And I know mm. this is really complicated and there's a lot of legs to it. But when you get situations like this, they're almost always the result of multiple big supports. If just one of these things existed and the rest didn't, we probably wouldn't be traveling down this path, but we are. So what happens is the earth is a very cataclysmic place and it looks like the earth goes through a really really difficult period every 12,000 years. This is roughly I'm rounding. Like and if slide.
1: you
3: want- mm, yeah well, it's a lot worse than a flood. So if you want to know about that, you can uh, look to Randall Carlson. Uh, you can look to uh, Suspicious Observers. That's a YouTube channel. Ben Davidson is his name. Mm-hmm. You can look to uh, Doug Vote at Diehold Foundation. And they all tell slightly different versions. But what they all agree on, because the geology agrees, is that about every 12,000 years, there is a worldwide catastrophic event. And by catastrophic, I mean, let me tell you that every single human being on this planet today is a descendant from 33, zero, 30 fertile females. The human genome at one point narrowed down so small that there were only 30 fertile females on this planet that survived and everybody on this planet today is, is um, a descendant of those 30 women.
0: So we're related.
3: We are related. We are one. We are one. We are very, very related. Is, is
0: this the father Abraham? Uh, uh, what is a the conspiracy theory?
3: I don't know anything about any father Abraham. Hmm. Yeah, but I can tell you that I spent time with Randall Carlson. I've spent three weeks with Randall Carlson traveling around the country and looking at the geology because I couldn't believe it when I first heard this stuff. That's I'm like, you got to be nuts. Oh, and Michael Steinbacher and Electrical Universe, you can look at that stuff too. So, you know, I looked at all this stuff and then I still didn't believe it. Just like with the ETs, I looked at the stuff online, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, okay, I got to go, you right. know, and that's why I wound up going to the expeditions with Dr. Greer. And then I heard about this cataclysmic stuff and I watched all this stuff online. I'm like, oh my God, this is... Got to be real, but I can't believe it. So I got to go look at it. And I went look at the geology and I'm like, holy
0: That's incredible.
3: Crap. And I, I happened to be able to, okay, so I fish and I was very lucky. My dad was in the, the sport fishing, um, you know, field. Mm-hmm. So I got to fish all over the world. And I was fishing streams and rivers and coastal waters. And I know what water looks like when it interacts. I know what land looks like when water interacts it with it you know i know what a cut bank is i, I know what a cut bank is trust me all right and i know I what a what a what a ripple and a stream ripple looks like because i've seen them because i fished trout all over the world right i know what these things look like so i'm standing there and cut banks could be you know a really big one might be 15 30 you know feet high um, but normally they're you know a foot or two for a little stream or creek something like that and i'm standing out in uh, eastern washington with randall carlson and i'm standing at the foot of soap lake and looking at the topography, and I'm just like ready to fall. I can't believe it. And, you know, Randall looks at me, and he says, what do you think? I said, Randall, that's one hell of a cut bank. And he looked at me, and he said, you got it. And what that means is that it was cut very fast. That was a lot of really fast-moving water. That was no millions of years of a little trickle of water doing that, not in a sheer cliff like that. That's massive. And then we drove all over Eastern Washington state and just saw the effects of this massive flood, which may or may not have been the result of a, uh, dam burst from a glacier, which is, you know, kind of sort of the, the, the party line. So what they think, you know, that's what they thought, but it was certainly precipitated by something. So, okay. So there's another piece cataclysmic. Here's another piece, you know, the story about, um, Mrs. O'Leary's cow knocking the lantern over and Chicago burned, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what
3: you don't know is Chicago and Wisconsin and Michigan, there were massive areas of the entire Midwest that all just went up in flames in, in one night at one time. And what what Randall conjectures is that this was the result of a comet swarm. Now, people think comets are ice and dirt, right? Mm -hmm. But people don't know, and it's been in the news, you can go look it up. Comets are also made, some of them, they're not all consistent, they're not all the same, but there are comets that are made out of butane and methane. Mm -hmm. Do you know what butane and methane are? They're lighter fluid.
2: Yeah.
3: So can you imagine the Earth getting pummeled by massive comets of lighter fluid?
0: Well, that's not fun.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm going to I'm going to jump in real quick. We're at the hour point. We've got about 30 minutes, maybe 25 minutes left. I just wanted to remind everybody that this is not just a one shot deal. This is a theory. I mean, a series. And, uh, you know, there are tons of questions that I I wanted to bring up from the chat uh, whenever you have the chance to answer some of these before we go today. And I also want to give you another chance, Linda, uh, really quickly. Just give us your social media and we'll do it again at the end of the show.
3: I don't really have any social media.
0: Anywhere we can find your website, (laughs) so on and so forth.
3: Um, Well, you can find me here for now.
0: Telephone Uh, number.
3: We'll get back to it. it. Okay. (laughs) So, so. Okay. So it looks like earth is in a lot of trouble. Okay. So we have this massive event every 12,000 years and there might be enough resources to get a certain number of people off the planet. And I believe this has happened many, many, many times in the past, probably at least five or six times in the past. So what they need to do is they need to, and they're all at the end of the line. Now, why did they let it get to this point? Because they, to some degree knew, that the clock was ticking. There are people who understand all this and have understood this for a long time. So why are they willing to trash the planet? Because they know it's going to happen. Who cares if there's a bunch of plastic bottles in the dump? Because the sun is going to go mini nova and blast the, um, the atmosphere right off of the planet. Mm. You know when they found those mastodons with their hips broken and they still had the, the buttercups in their stomachs? Remember? You remember? You ever remember that from from a while back? They were eating buttercups, and those mastodons were flash frozen. So they, somebody figured it out. They had to be frozen within, um, 10 hours for those buttercups to still be in that condition in their, in their stomachs. Okay. So this, again, it's conjecture, but they think what happened was the shell, when the sun goes mini nova, which causes this uh, cyclical destruction. Uh, it blasts off a whole bunch of matter and it, it hits the earth and blows the atmosphere around to the backside of the planet, what doesn't escape out into space. And in the, in the course of that, then it kind of swings back around, comes back again. And just like a heat pump, the, I mean, this, this air is, is very thin and moving at like thousands of miles an hour. That's how you flash freeze a mastodon in less than you know, ten hours.
2: That yeah, even said that mammoths were found with food in their mouths. Recently. Yes, the
3: buttercups. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. that's what we're yep. talking about.
3: Yep. Oh, okay, and in their stomachs too, in their mouths and in their stomachs. Oh, I
2: thought mastodons and mammoths were different.
3: Oh, okay, well, yeah, same thing. I think there might be a difference. Hmm. Sorry, mastodon, if I got
0: mastodon sounds like a cool dinosaur. I get what you're talking about, April. That's right. I don't know.
3: <laughs> Great big old <laughs> elephant. Great big old <laughs> elephant. Yeah, right, 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 Big, big it's elephant. A big elephant. Big. So anyway, so now everybody's like really depressed and ready to go out and slit their throats. So no way, I'm ready to go out and party. I'm like 1999. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna buy that dress anyway. Fuck it.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, listen, they, and they and they can't tell us right because that's that's what's gonna happen. Nobody's showing up for work. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody's going to work. Nobody's going to work. Okay. So here's the saving grace. Now I've been trying to think of a way out of this ever since I learned this and was like. Oh, my God. You know, and I started putting all this stuff together. So where's all the money going? They're trying to get humans off the planet. And the the cause for the sun going mini nova is what's called the galactic current sheet. And it's coming from the center of the galaxy. So it's like you have to get a long ways away. You really just can't get out of our little area of the galaxy. You either have to get way behind this current sheet or way out of it. And um, so I think they're using the technology. I think that's part of where the money went. And they're trying to get some people far enough away. And they're trying to run out the clock on the rest of us. And they know that uh, at some point it's going to go kaboom. And nobody here is a problem anymore. Having said that, okay, the people who survive, supposedly the story is the ETs are going to come back and pick up the people who've survived. Hmm. Here on Earth. Here on Earth. Interesting. Otherwise known as Rapture? I don't know. I'm, I don't, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about Rapture. But I'm pretty certain this has happened time and time and time again. And I am pretty certain this accounts for the fact that um, you hear stories about human ETs. That there are ETs, mm-hmm. people walking around on the planet that are 100% off planet, but they're here and you can't tell the difference. What I think is... Since this happens like every 12,000 years, I think, you know, that accounts for Atlantis, Lemuria, blah, blah, blah. And when this stuff hits, I mean, the, the continents are like pinballing around, you know, volcanoes, uh, tsunamis. It's like, you name it. But supposedly the people who survive, uh, the ETs come back and get them. And wait for it, wait for it. What I, two things. One, I think it's possible that it won't be as bad this time as the others. And I know this is just hopium. I mean, I get it, but realize that that our solar, our, our Earth is moving through space and it moves through different parts of space. We've come mm-hmm. out of a really dusty area of space and we're moving into a, um, a clearer area of space. Mm-hmm. So the possibility exists. It'll be different this time. I know. Hopium um, or something could be different. But I'll tell you what I, I think our real saving grace is. And it's uh, it it's out there. Humans are incredibly powerful. I think that if humans got together, I believe humans create reality. And I believe that humans create the future. Mm-hmm. And I think we can create a future where the past doesn't repeat.
0: I don't disagree with that.
2: So that, that brings me to a bunch of questions I have. And I know we don't have much time. So... I've just written down a couple of things. And like I said, I know we have a very short amount of time left.
3: Yeah, go so for I've it. written
2: I've written down pole shifts and magnetics. Mm-hmm. I've written down how is this all tied in and tied in. I know you know a lot about the Federal Reserve and what's going on with the digital currency. And all of this is all tied in. Mm-hmm. Um, Jedi mind, like our Jedi mind powers that we do not use, but do have the ability to develop. Like,
0: Speak to em- yourself.
2: Like everybody's got oh, a bicep. Oh, you got them, Ray.
3: You got it. it's, yeah. it, it's born Every- in. It's human, you know, 99.9. Every- 9. 9. You got them. Trust me. Everybody's got biceps. Just not everybody has biceps. Those biceps. <laughs> so
2: if you work at your mind powers, just like if you work at your biceps, you can develop them. Sure. So this is what I'm talking about, like Jedi mind training. Mm-hmm. These things can make you more... Um, uh, powerful, and I don't think people really believe that they're powerful because we've spent so much time being propagandized that we only have five senses. I'm confused. And that we are that we are not powerful.
0: April, you can't bend things and move things with your mind.
2: I'm working on it. I can.
0: Right. I you've never it.
2: done. You've never done spoon
3: bending.
0: I've never done spoon bending. I you usually, know what it is. I usually I usually do a uh, big thick heavy bars of metal rebar. Yes. <laughs> I
3: have a, I have a piece of rebar and i bent it slightly but not a lot
0: are you, are you joking you're not no. joking
3: why why would i joke it's All right. yeah i got it
0: <laughs> i always felt i've always felt the um or i'm not joking now with this i always felt the okay. intuition that i can kind of i i, I can see things uh, usually in dreams yes yes um, premonitions sure yeah i have premonitions that are very real yes but also i could kind of see things in reality that are just about to happen but they oh, happen cool. di- they happen different but it's kind of like what my dream was. Does that make any sense to you? Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense to me. Yes, it does. Because
3: your brain is trying to communicate. You got left brain and right brain. Right brain is getting the signals. It's feeding it to left brain. Left brain has to interpret it into images and icons to feed you so you can understand it. So this is what remote viewing training teaches you to do so well, is understand the signals and get left brain and right brain talking together. So... You know, from a from a beginner point of view, like it's intuition or a premonition or, you know, some other sensory input that you you have a little bit of trouble getting clarity on and you never get perfect clarity. I can tell you, even even with training, it's very, very difficult to get perfect clarity. But um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I could dream interpretation is fun. I've also taken some dream interpretation classes and that is a ton of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's a question that ju- that somebody asked really early, and I promised I would bring it up. If you don't okay. mind, me just jumping real quick. Okay. Uh, where is it here? cheese and crackers. Okay. It says here. Uh, by where is, it, where is it? 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 Here it is. Oh no, gosh, I lost it. All right, jump into <laughs> jump into where you where you gonna whatever. Oh, here it is. Linda, do you have any info on the Hathors?
3: Hathors. Oh no. And I you know that's Hathors. That no that's ancient Egypt. Are they like
0: uh I believe it's ancient Egyptian um
3: Egyptian? No, I don't. I never really got into the ancient Egyptian things. I almost went to Egypt last year um with a group that is very experienced and I wound up not going. But I never really got into the Egypt thing, but the pyramids are very interesting Mm -hmm. and randall carlson gets into that he's the geology guy and when you start hearing about the the pyramids uh, the great pyramid of giza is an exact to scale replica of the earth based on its position on the earth so to me what that says is uh, they're resonators they're taking earth energy and using them uh, to create a resonance and doing something with the energy. Now, I know people have said it's a weapon. I'm like, nah, I'm not buying that. Um, and some of the, I think it's either Dolores Cannon or maybe the Raw Channelings, talks about how they were used to initiate priests. And I think it gives them a real like a, a mystical experience that's beyond mystical experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know some lady who was in the great pyramid and they did the chanting and the humming. And she said she was in outer space. She was just in a completely different galaxy. She just left her body and went. And I think that's what the parents are all about.
0: I'm going to jump in real quick with, with a well, I, you're not going to answer this question now because we don't have enough time. Okay. But um, I've always been interested in the power of uh, that uh, of gold. And how okay. important it was especially to the egyptians and how important it has been throughout society Do you have any any well maybe you can just touch on it really quickly because gold has always been interesting to me and why um extraterrestrial beings for some reason uh maybe they power their vehicles with gold um the do gold does gold have special powers um is there something about this metal that's i know
3: nothing i know nothing about gold but I do know that the ETs have been coming down and mining something that mm. is, or used to anyway, that's very close to the surface. And they do it out west. And I can't quite decide if it's like salt-based or gypsum-based or what it is. But apparently they take it and they compress it into, until it really, 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 really hard until it's like clear. And it's like a clear painted glass. And somehow they use these things to power the craft. Diamonds. And, um But that's again—that's pieced together. It's conjecture. It's pieced together from hear this here, and I hear that there, and I hear this here, and I'm just like, you know, the wheels are spinning and trying to plug the pieces in together. So, yeah, I don't know if it's true, but I think so.
0: When you come back on, I'm definitely going to—we're definitely going to talk about uh, that—that multidimensional travel. Uh, I don't know if you're proficient in or or familiar with much of that.
3: I can—I I have looked at it, so I can tell you what I can what I can make out of it. Mm-hmm. and wanna, we'll save it we'll, we'll save wanna, it for next time because that's the rabbit hole
0: dip, yeah. dip, dip your finger in the pool see if it's warm enough well food.
3: yeah of course, of course there's dimensions of course ah. there's dimensions um, dimensions are uh, a function I think of, of resonance and, and frequency and so when something is vibrating okay you look at the ceiling fan and the ceiling fan is not running and you can mm-hmm. see the blades then you turn the ceiling fan on really fast and the blades are spinning and you can't see the blades anymore yeah Mm-hmm. So that's just a basic uh it's like are the blades there or are they not there? Because you can't see them. Uh well you can't see them, but they are there, but they're vibrating at a different frequency. Right. That's a very low level layman's kind of way of looking at it. Time mm-hmm. is another time is another dimension. All right. So then you gotta figure <laughs> that. So
0: I don't you don't believe in time.
3: Oh, time is really Time is not linear.
0: Right. I, well, th- I should have said that way. I don't believe time is linear. I believe the past is now and now is the past and the future has already yeah. happened. It's like some weird thought process I have about time.
3: Well, and then you get into retro Now, that's, I don't know what that is. That's where, <laughs> is when that? something, something happens today, that means something in the past has to happen or had did, to happen. Did, is that or deja it no 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 that's not deja vu no i actually experienced this i had i had uh i had um yeah i, I experienced this but that's going to take a lot of explaining all right that's kind of like um
2: the healing technique so when you go to a theta healer uh-huh. and they try to heal you and heal uh-huh. your, your your dna from your past issues too like say Ah. You have you have an unhealthy issue with food. You tend to overeat,
1: uh-huh. so
2: you go to a theta healer, and the theta healer realizes that in your past you've been starved. Yes. So when you when you see food, you latch onto it, and you you, you still have that innate genetic drive towards yes. food. So yes. They heal it. Mm-hmm. So once they heal it in one dimension and in one genetic uh, entity, yes. like it goes back over. Yeah. It goes back over the. Mm-hmm. Over the over the time and heals it permanently.
3: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've I've definitely uh, done hypnotherapy. Uh, I'm very good friends with a hypnotherapist, and he's taught me a ton of tricks. Hmm. Uh, but about the genetics. Okay. So this is you got two three minutes for genetics. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. When we when we drop into these bodies, these bodies are a miracle. These bodies are just. A miracle! Aren't they cool? Oh my god! But to get
0: (laughs) that's cool, man.
3: (laughs) Thank you, April. That was we all have our weird tricks. That was perfect. (laughs) So, but but think about it. I mean, we get epigen epigenetics, all right, which is the the forces that act on your genetics. It's not just the genetics, but there's also epigenetics, and that you get from your birth. Uh, parents and their parents and their parents and their parents and blah blah blah, blah. so you've got this massive melange and then you've got a- astrology so it does matter where you're born what time where the planets are and what's going on mm. okay then you have your chakras the energy signature of your body which makes sense you mean it's magnetic you got all kinds of stuff you're moving around you got liquids moving around you got you know electrical signals moving around so you got all this and then you have the specific um, the specific architecture of any individual body. All right. So April, you have magnificent architecture. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Right. Huh?
2: It's all right. It's 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 worked for me. It's yeah.
3: Great. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> when you think about it, it's all those things. Now realize that your soul, your essence your uh you know i call it your plasma soul is inhabiting this body that that also incorporates the complexity of all of these different things and we're living in a electromagnetic soup right and the food you eat so i don't think that genetics rules the roost and that's why i'm like genetic testing ah you know i whatever right and um I think they've come out now and said that just if you have the gene, it's like, adds, you know, it's like 1% of the people with that gene. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Your habits so like are more
2: than your genetics.
3: So here's my theory. We're going right off the end of the twig again. Mm-mm. I don't think your genes control what happens in your body. I think your body, yeah. your thoughts, your energy – Actually, change your genes. I think your genes, I think they've got exactly backwards, and your your body affects your genes, your genes don't affect your body.
0: And this is I can't
3: agree with you more.
0: And this is why so now we spoke about earlier love, right? And and this is we're gonna save this conversation for the next show because love. Now I always like to use this example of how powerful love is. You ever hear those stories of those those moms that are driving alone and the car's about to go off a cliff and they have to save their baby and the love that they have in their heart for their child gives them the strength to grab that car and pull it off the cliff and they don't know how the hell mm-hmm. they were able to do it or that that father who all of a sudden I don't know if you've seen videos like this. His intuition just gives him the ability, like Spider-Man, to just grab the baby as the baby's falling off of the table. Mm-hmm.
3: I've seen my niece do that. That was nuts. And I'm I sitting mean, right next to it when it happened. And I was like, mm-hmm. super, per- I mean, super, I was like, what? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, so humans, that's, humans love, are amazing. Love is, so love, <laughs> and again, as a Christian, I believe, I believe that God is love and love is the most important and powerful thing. And when you talk about saving this planet, I would love to have a long discussion. Love can save about- the
3: planet. Love, if we come together in love and intention and focus, there's no doubt in my mind we can save the planet. When you see what people, have you ever heard of the Maharishi effect? I have not. I have, but I can't remember the detail. Please. Uh, they got together. These people got together. This big group of people and meditated, and they meditated on certain cities and lowering the crime in those cities, and they dramatically lowered the crime in those cities. Can they you do can New look York, up. Please. M- I think they <laughs> might. They might have. Now realize that when they stopped meditating, mm. you know, it, the Maharishi effect lasted for a period of time, but then you know, kind of went away again. But that's just the power of meditation. It's the power of thought. It's the power of intention. And it's becoming it's more and the more. power
0: of love. I had to do it. I'm so sorry.
3: So Realize that we're becoming more and more powerful as time comes on. As time goes on. Okay. The the veil is thinning. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I would love to, I would love to. I have a, an amazing and a super dramatic story about love. <sighs> so uh, I can tell you that next time we get together if you
0: like. All right, so started. I I know, yeah. Please write that down. Um, Into uh, don't forget, r- write down interdimensional travel because I think that interested a bunch of people in the chat as well as long along with me. Um, we do have about twelve minutes left. Is there anything oh, okay. you wanted to maybe just chit chat about, or just kind of bring up uh, for the last ah, five minutes?
3: No, not not in particular. I just I don't want people to worry about the end of the world. I think I think it's good to know about it. I think um, it, it is good to prepare. And you might want to consider uh, finding some high ground and because uh, there could be tsunamis, probably See. volcanoes, uh, you know, it, it what will happen is the crust will kind of delaminate from underneath and, and the the continents, the you know, U.S. might split into. Fucking, I'm ready
0: to go. <laughs> but this is what scares me about. I, this. Do, I
3: hope it just hits my house. I'm good with
2: it. <laughs> you know something? I'm ready yeah, to go. It's... I have I have lived my life. If I die, don't
0: say that, April. No, Stop No, I don't no. care.
3: I'm yeah, but like, then
0: who's going to do the podcast with me, Linda?
3: Um, <laughs> uh, I, the ETs are coming for me. I'm out of here. Somebody do it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, probably, do
0: it. I'm, I'm probably with you. Okay I'm you. okay
2: I'll... to die. I just don't want it to hurt. Like it would be ideal. Somebody, no, something done. Freeze me. Yep. I'm all right with it. See, but, yep. this is,
0: but this is what concerns me about this day and age and the youth, especially the young people right now yeah. who have no idea about what it is, as my friend Ben says, to chop wood and carry water. Um, you know, I, 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 can,
2: <laughs> I, can, I
0: can safely say that, yeah. you know, so
2: long and thanks for the fish.
0: I grew up I grew up doing survival camp. And if I needed to get up into the woods and make, you know, make myself a fire and kill something and make a shelter, I can probably figure out how to do it because I've done it in the past. Well, These kids nowadays, if my son quick, is out there, he,
2: how many drops of bleach does it take to clean a gallon of water? Let's go. One, let's go. Let's go. One. How
3: many drops like 12 yeah. or something. No, exactly.
2: How long do you let it sit?
3: Half an hour. Uh, yeah, I would say an hour or half hour, an hour, something
2: exactly. like that. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Yeah.
3: Nobody young asked them that question,
0: though, did they? What's kindling? Well,
3: the kindling, kindling that's inches. the little pieces of wood. Hey, you know what? My thing is, you start a fire with one match. But okay, so here's the thing. All right, I'm, right. I'm going to make it worse now until yes. freak everybody out. Oh, great. This 12,000-year this, this thing, right? You think it's going to happen just like, boom, out of, the, out of the blue, just all of a sudden? Probably not. We'll probably get a, a CME out of the sun. It'll, it'll probably knock out all of our power. Well before uh, it really, really gets bad, and when the power's gone, think about there's 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 no gas, there's no food, there's no water, there's no nothing, honey. There's yeah. you know. So and these it's are just, what all the preppers keep warning well,
0: us. Well, once once yeah. you get to that point, once you see the all the lights go out and not coming back on, that's when I think you should start heading up to the mountains.
2: It's probably going to be a little no late man, at that that's point. That's when you head to Walmart and
3: start raiding that place,
0: <laughs> and then you <laughs> head up to the mountains.
3: You, you hit Costco pretty hard. <laughs> doing you, that better, now. you better be in front of the pack, okay. you better be the first guy in the door right. so yeah, no but anyway, so that's why that's why you know just another reason why the population needs to be
0: prepared eh. prepared ready?
3: Well, that's why the people in charge think there need to be fewer people. There do need to be fewer people. That's why they created the vaccine. Well, there's going to be, there's <laughs> gonna be fewer did. people anyway, because, you know, population's on decline. Yes. Well, but then again, that's, that's the banker's oh, nightmare because day. then you have deflation and then they're really in trouble. Right. And so it's like no matter which way they go now, they're
0: totally screwed. Yeah. Learn, learn how to camp. Go camping. Just yeah. learn
3: how to grow food. Learn how to survive, learn how to uh, shelter, yeah. yeah and learn where and the last place you want to be is in a big metropolitan city. yeah, you do not want to be in a city
0: on the coast like me
2: <laughs> by the way, if all else fails, condoms non lubricated carry water, and two of them strung up can be used as a shower
0: oh. Been doing that since the old plastic bag would fill it with water, leave it in the sun, poke holes in it, take a shower. Yeah, big
3: condom for a shower.
0: Well, condoms are pretty huge, Uh, they stretch out.
3: They stretch out. You can get enough water in two condoms for a shower,
0: (laughs) absolutely. <laughs> not the one, not not the one our friend Colin uses, but you know, he yeah. uses the small condoms. It's
3: not going to be no. my version. It's not going to be the Hour Shower Club,
0: right? It's going <laughs> to be- go to the store it, when you want to be-
2: raid raid for the for the spermicidal free, lubrication free magnums. That's what you want to get.
0: Yeah. The big boys.
2: A couple of those carry some water. You've got just a miniature water carrier. (laughs)
0: She's like, I'm going to go get me some condoms.
2: I am. I'm just like, no, I'm fascinated. I had no idea. Vodka will clean anything. Clean your cut. Clean your whatever.
3: Listerine.
2: Yep. Listerine
3: Listerine is good for an amazing amount of stuff. And so is, uh, what is it? Hydrogen peroxide is also very, very good for a lot of stuff. And baking soda. If the
2: electric goes down, the number one thing that I don't think people, there's two things I think people are not going to take into account. One is there's going to be a lot of cuts because you're going to be using your hands more. You're going to walk into things more because it's dark. There's going to be a lot of contusions and scrapes and cuts and falls. Yep. So that's something that needs to be thought about. Yep. I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about this. Secondly, salt. You're going to be without electricity you're going to be without some food. Salt preserves food. A. B. If you're sweating, that's going to be a little bit lets you survive as salt.
0: Mm-hmm. You need it. Interesting. Salt yeah. water. A little bit of salt water.
2: Hmm? Get you, you, get don't wanna, your, you don't uh, want to drink salt yeah, water. No. A,
0: little, a little bit of salt.
2: Yeah. You Just straight up salt. Get the salt, the iodized yeah. salt. Yeah.
0: You eat salt, April?
2: Yeah. Salt's good. I, I eat a lot of salt. Okay. Yeah, me too. Right. I eat yeah. salt. I put full fat cream, mm-hmm. full fat dairy cream in my yep. coffee. I cook with butter. Mm-hmm. I eat what? red meat. Yep. What, what are you? A Me human?
0: too. What are you a human?
2: I eat bread. I just try to do less of it, but right. I yeah. eat real food, just less of it.
0: I don't believe you. Yeah. Show your muscles. Okay, I believe you now. <laughs> I guess I and I've start. been doing it
2: that way for a long time. Yeah. I
0: guess. I mean, I, I guess. Am I
2: skinny? No, but I'm healthy. You're very healthy. <laughs>
0: So are
3: definitely not fat
0: no she's <laughs> she's up april you don't feel fat do you not, no, you know no but i
2: would never no. i would never go i don't like dairy free i would not do low fat anything oh, it's, it's horrible it's for processed. You. Oh, it's yeah.
3: horrible. i don't for like packaged
2: foods yeah sure so, it's horrible
3: yeah. and seed
2: oils awful so i do like seeds though
0: yeah seeds are Something delicious
2: seeds. yeah well but I anyway i just i wanted to um so we will cover you. some of those things on the next time you come out okay on, on the show okay and also how people can learn to recognize the propaganda, why um, all of this is happening now with yeah. the polar shift, what's actually going on, okay. how to develop our Jedi mind trick, our uh, mind stuff, how all of this is tied in with 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 all the current events that's going mm-hmm. on. We got um, a We got
3: a year of stuff here, girl. Yes,
2: we so do. So it's gonna be I the, I
0: the four part four part <laughs> series coming. out. Yeah. So to the I,
2: I look forward to be, you being able to, to tell us some more.
3: Well, good. I'm, I'm very happy to do that. And I'm, I'm hope we can get to some of the audience questions next time, but there's, there's so much to tell. And uh, so little time. Ain't awesome. The
1: truth.
2: Yeah. We did throw
3: in some of the questions
2: that people had as they were happening. And yeah. uh, um, Ray beat me to the, to the one that uh, i had written down. So I wanted to mention something real quick, too, before we go, because I know we just have a couple of minutes, but I wanted to say uh, real quick. Thank you to Hector C. and Jameer. You guys are awesome. Every once in a while we have, well, all of our all of our our viewers are amazing, but we have a couple standouts and those were standouts this week. They sent me and my doggies. Some treats from my Amazon wish list. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We love you. So it's nice when people do that. It's nice to feel appreciated. So
0: Hey, thank listen. You. I, I help one of my... I, 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 I'm a doorman here in New York City, and I, yeah. I do a ton for the residents. They love me. I love them. And they, for some reason, they keep giving me red wine.
2: Red wine? And I'll you take like it. Them?
0: I love wine.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Are you kidding me? I'm just... <laughs> You can take your dog treats, dude. I'm getting red wine. What's up?
2: <laughs> I'll take my dog treats because they leave me alone when they're chewing. So it makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. I get a break. I get a break. You yeah. know how it is. I'm hearing your dog chew. You get it, right? Yeah, can she I- finally she finally settled down. There you go. Yeah
0: linda I, I hope i hope this show i hope you made a good impression on you because I, I hope you don't say oh i'm never coming back on this show because we, we really want to have you back <laughs>
3: yes I'm i'd serious. be happy to, i'd be happy to come back i just i just feel badly we couldn't get to like viewer questions but i knew that was going to happen and there's just so much groundwork before you can you know really start digging into you know any any subject really deeply so and
2: you know well, i I think what we'll do is next time, um, you guys, if you have questions coming up,
0: start Ooh. submitting
2: them ahead of time so <clears throat> no, we have them. you
0: know what I'll do? I'll just open up the old mailbag. I have I have the email yeah. address. I'll promote it next week, yeah, okay. and that way <clears throat> I'll get all the emails lined up until. Uh, so you're coming back, Linda? You don't have? We don't have a set date, right? It's April?
3: it's gonna it's gonna be a couple of weeks.
0: All right, that's yeah, fine it's because
3: I'm I'm gonna be traveling, and and it will how? Yeah, tell us about your travel.
0: Hmm? Are you <laughs> not telling us everything?
3: My my friends are coming for me. <laughs> yeah, Linda. Don't, let me stories. let me
0: tell you something, Linda. <laughs> yeah, I sincerely, genuinely believe that if yeah. they're coming for you, they also coming for me. We can discuss that because okay. they're things that we we did not have conversations no, no, about. Yeah. Well, that's
2: why she wanted yeah. to do a series. She said, "There's no way, there's no way that to get this would be covered up. on one episode." So mm-hmm. we just figured yeah. we would turn over the entire episode to you for the next however many episodes. Thank you very much
0: well, so I, very much all I have to say is that it's funny how very creative people always seem to gravitate towards each other
3: you're, yes. you're yes. attraction. why your because non-creative people are really boring right <laughs> and they're and they're like dogmatic and, and they're like no there's only one way to do this and you're like no dude there's at least 20 yeah <laughs> right you know I mean? yeah. come on you know <laughs> there's yes. nothing new under the sun and there's 20 ways to skin that cat yeah yeah
0: and if yeah. there's anyone born of I, I wanna I I want to send a quick shout out to my son, uh Aiden James Hernandez. It was his birthday yesterday, 15 oh, hey. years old.
3: Happy Ooh. birthday. My beautiful son. Age. Happy birthday.
0: You know what's crazy? This kid, if there's anyone born of a tall gray, it's him. He's six foot three at the Ooh. age of just turned fifteen. I'm six one. Yeah. And I'm a big guy and he's just towering over me already. So um, <laughs> Aiden, I love you, buddy. I know sometimes he checks this out every once in a while and uh Happy birthday. I'm going to see him this weekend, so it's going to be awesome. Um, April, uh, anything? Uh, and and listen, April's going to shut down, but shut the show down, but Linda, you were absolutely phenomenal. Thank you yeah, so thank you. much,
1: Matt.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. And I'll, I'll leave you guys with a, a very quick uh, tidbit that some of you may have seen, some of you may not have, but uh, Walk This Way by Aerosmith Ooh. was inspired by the 1974 film Young Frankenstein, when they said, Ooh. Walk This Way. <laughs> Walk this so way. Learn something Are new. Are
0: you serious?
2: Yeah, I'm serious. Yes, and Ooh. total eclipse of the heart. That song was actually supposed to be vampires in love. It's vampire lyrics. There you go. You learn something on the A show every week. So,
1: <laughs> there's Holy your cow.
2: useless knowledge for when you get on Jeopardy. You guys have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Please come back next Wednesday, night. We are live from 7 to 8.30. You can see us on Twitch. You can see us on Patreon, The A Show. You can see us on Rumble. You can see us on all the podcast platforms. And you can check me out on... Uh, Twitter, April Hunter, Twitter, real April Hunter. And we look forward to you. You can find Big Ray Hernandez on all the socials.
0: Love you. Mwah. Mwah, I love you guys. Linda, we love, you both love Linda, Linda.
2: Thank you so much. You are amazing. Thank I you. can't wait till you come back.
0: Linda, thank give us one minute as we sign off here once once the music dies down. Yes. It gets yes. really loud. We can barely hear ourselves in here. It's freaking amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> we love you guys. See ya.
2: Mwah.
1: Hasta pronto.
0: Buenas noches.